peace, love, balance, and pace. Welcome to the Pace Podcast. I am your host, Avis, also known as A Dreamer's Vision is Seeing Success. I got it. I got that patience and awareness, consistency and searching deep inside to find my empathy. So I gotta keep my pace. Gotta keep my pace. Moving and dodging all of these lies. Running head forward here in this race. I got that. Welcome back for episode four of the Pace Podcast, where today's episode, we're going to be talking about the value of relationships. But before we get into that topic, of course, the rundown again is we're going to get into this intro, welcoming welcoming y'all in. Then we're going to do our check-in with the segment of what's the word, y'all, and give y'all some news updates. Then we'll jump into the topic, give you so tell me this segment, and we will wrap up and we'll end out the show. But when it comes to that, how are y'all doing? Tell yourselves, what am I improving on today? How am I feeling in this moment? And what can I do to not only improve where I am now, but those around me? Take a second and think about that wherever you are. But as y'all are doing that, I hope all is well with you. I hope you're making strides toward, towards your goals, your dreams, whatever you're looking out to achieve. And with that, let's go ahead and let's get into some of these updates on the news and figure out what is going on in the world around us. So what's the word, y'all? First news topic that I have for y'all. Again, some more updates on, and we didn't get to talk about it here, but if you don't know what's going on, y'all, there has been this war between Russia and Ukraine. This happened almost about two and a half, almost three weeks ago now. And there has just been a large number of destruction, just destruction all around between Russia and Ukraine and many other hands around the globe putting in support, whether for Russia or Ukraine. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you all some live updates from CNN and what's happening with Russia invades Ukraine. So. The headline market or the key box they have here is what we're covering. First thing they're covering. Russian airstrikes hit a military base near the western city of Lviv, close to port on Poland's border, a NATO member killing at least 35 people. The other one, there has been heavy explosions in Kiev and casualties after a residential building in Ukrainian in the Ukrainian capital was hit by shelling uh, by shelling authorities say another one in the besieged city of Mariupol if I'm saying that right all of these don't get on me y'all more than 2,500 civilians have died Ukrainian officials estimate and those who remain are without electricity, water, and heat. Another one. Meanwhile, a fourth round of talks between Russia and Ukraine negotiators are on pause until Tuesday, according to Ukraine's negotiator, who noted that negotiations continue. And the last thing they have over here is a pregnant woman 
who was photographed being stretchered out of a bombed maternity hospital in Mariupol last week, has passed away along with her baby. I know so much going on. And then a few headlines I just want to read. I'm not going to read what's going on in there, but a few of the more recent headlines 20 minutes ago says anti-war protesters interrupt Russian state news, TV news broadcast. So they go in there, run in there and interrupt the broadcast. Another one says 10 minutes ago, Pentagon spokesperson says it appears Russians are broadening their target set after strikes near leave. And then another one, U.S. conveyed to China potential negative outcomes of assisting Russia in its war in Ukraine, officials say. Then the last one I have says 54 minutes ago, U.S. Defense Secretary will travel to NATO Defense Minister, yeah, Ministerial in Brussels, Slavia, and Bulgaria this week. Now, those are the updates. There's many more. And if I would do that, it would take so long to even try to catch up. But please stay informed, know what's going on, and knowing, honestly, wherever you are in the world, especially if you're in the U.S., you know how much this is impacting not only the economy, but also the state of affairs and the overall feeling that's going on in Russia and Ukraine is spilling over into the U.S. and everywhere. So let's continue, y'all. The next one I got for y'all, because we got this war going on, but for some folks, forgot that there is also still we're still in the midst of a pandemic. And in this particular case, this article comes from the New York Times, powered by Microsoft News. And the headline reads, wave of Omicron infections prompt lockdowns in China. So there's a lot now that has tracked its way back to the origins of where the original coronavirus came from and for a lot of us we were getting hit with the omnicron and now things have died down but let's take a look at this article and read it and take a quick time process and talk about it but again new york times article headline wave of omnicron infections prompt lockdowns in china so here we go beijing several of china's largest factory cities have ordered in lockdown, halting productions of Toyota cars and Apple iPhones. Theaters, cinemas, and many restaurants have closed in Shanghai. The northeastern province of Julin, or Julin, if I'm saying it right again, on Monday banned its 24 million residents from leaving the province or traveling between cities. China is grappling with its largest surge of COVID-19 infections since the coronavirus first emerged more than two years ago in central China. Sustained outbreaks in two-thirds of the country's provinces are proving the toughest test yet of China's zero-tolerance coronavirus policy. 
Even as countries in the West are now loosening or abandoning mask mandates and other measures, Chinese officials are implementing some of their most stringent methods. That is, in large part, because China can't afford to lift restrictions. The government has been concerned about the, com- yeah, the comparatively lower rates of vaccinations among China's older adults. The country also has far fewer intensive care hospital beds compared to its population that most industrialized than, than most industrialized countries. In China's vast rural areas, hospitals and medical facilities are often basic, and a major outbreak could quickly overwhelm hospitals. The United States and other Western countries have suffered far higher rates of infection and deaths over the past two years than China and still have higher rates now. But the seven-day average of new cases in mainland China, now at 1,584, has more than quintupled in recent days. For many residents in China, the rapid spread of the virus has been unsettling. Because of the large number of cases in a short period of time, it is inevitable that we will be in some panic all over the country, and Shanghai is no exception, said Dr. Zhang um, Wenhong, if I'm saying this correct, a prominent infectious disease expert in Shanghai in a post on his social media account on Monday. China has responded to the current surge in cases by mobilizing its vast Communist Party apparatus to deploy workers and resources in Juling province, where many cases have been recorded. Workers are building temporary facilities to house thousands of people who test positive across the country. Workers are corralling and testing millions of citizens every day. But that testing program is starting to be overwhelmed. We have noticed that there has been problems such as long lines and slow test results at many testing sites in the past two days, says Yu or Lu Hung, deputy director of the Shanghai Municipal Health Commission, at a news conference on Sunday night. China's virus containment strategy is focused on moving quickly to lock down buildings or neighborhoods. In response to a single case, officials may sell all the entrances to a store, office building, or even con- convention center. Everyone inside must then stay there for up to several days as they are tested for coronavirus and sent into isolation if their results are positive. In Shanghai, many foreign-owned businesses stockpiled mattresses last week. In their case, employees were trapped in their facilities or fac- yeah, factories or offices this week. Multinationals there then told their employees to work from home this week. In Gongzhou, probably saying it completely wrong, the municipal government on Friday sealed off the world's largest convention center, which was holding a beauty products exhibition. Videos circulating on China's social media platform showed crowds of stranded convention goers milling around and looking for exits in an attempt to evade the lockdown. And again, y'all, there is so much here, but I'll just drop it down at the end here. And it says literally that particularly in southern China, many have reacted to the Omicron breakout by blaming nearby 
Hong Kong, where a large epidemic has overwhelmed hospitals and morgues, largely because of the vaccination of older residents has lagged. Hung Zing, I'm not going to even say the whole name, a nationalist com, um, columnist complained in a post on social media account on Sunday, Hong Kong brought down Xing Zing, I'm saying it wrong, all of this contribute to the research. I'm not going to say more on here, but yes, just know that a huge surge is happening in China and there's very strict lockdowns wherever there's an outbreak, even one, they're being very particular with uh, addressing it. So, yeah, y'all, just be aware of that because, again, that could be also very telling because don't forget it, like I said earlier, where the first original coronavirus incidents happened started in central China. Just see how that can also have an impact on later situations with other places and countries. So be mindful. All right. The next one I got for y'all, which this one. Coming back to California specifically, this article comes from ABC News and headline reads second largest school district in U.S. says it's keeping mass mandate. And if y'all don't know, the first largest is um, New York. Second is Los Angeles, which is LAUSD and New York's, you know, unified school district. It's the first one. But let's go ahead and let's read into this. Let me see how far. It's not that far. Perfect. All right. Article reads, Los Angeles Unified School District says it's keeping its mask mandate in place, at least temporarily, even as California drops its requirement for masks in indoor public settings. Several K-12 schools across the state dropped their face masking requirement Monday after the state lifted its mandate over the weekend. Last month, the Los Angeles County Public Health said it would follow the state's move and allow the 80 school districts in the county to decide whether or not they want to keep mask mandates. LAUSD, the second largest school district in the country, said it does not want to drop the mask requirement yet as it works towards a plan with partners, including teachers unions, to move away from mask mandates and towards strongly recommending masks indoors. The science that informed the on-ramp to the protective protocols currently in place, which have ensured the well-being of our students and workforce, must, too, inform the off-ramp as health conditions improve, LAUSD said in a statement on Twitter Friday. Los Angeles Unified continues to take a science-based approach to COVID-19 policies and is currently working with labor partners and other stakeholders to transition from required indoor masking to a strong recommendation for indoor masking. The statement continued. LAUSD did not indicate whether its mask mandate might be lifted. COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations in California have been declining for several weeks as the Omicron wave tapers off. As of March 11th, the seventh day rolling average for cases was 4,625, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, the lowest number recorded since December 1st, 2021, before Omicron wave. Similarly, the seven-day average for virus-related hospitalizations in Golden State sits at 319 
a figure not recorded since July 19, 2021, CDC data shows. However, parents are divided on the mandate, with some saying it's time for the mask to be removed and others still worried about a potential rise in cases. I think it's time, one parent said, and told NBC or ABC's news affiliate, it's time for us adults to take them off. I think it's time for the kids, the children, to take them off. I want them to keep it on. I do personally. Another parent told K ABC. Why? Because it's still out there, the virus, just to be safe. Ending mask mandates have received some pushback from teachers' unions. L.A. County public health officials made the announcement last month regarding the end of mask mandates. United Teachers Los Angeles said in a statement, it will be premature to drop such requirements. The district has requested to bargain with UTLA over health and safety protocols currently placed at LAUSD schools. A spokesperson from Union told ABC News in a statement, we met with the district on Friday for an initial discussion over the proposed changes and a follow-up session is scheduled for Wednesday, March 16th. So, that's the update for at least Cali. If you're in California, that's what's going on. But specifically, down in L.A., that's what they're handling and that's how they're approaching it. So, they're, it's still right now temporary that that's going to happen and before they start to move to the Again, strongly recommend, like other different places have. I'll say for me personally, what I've I'm noticed too, where I'm at right now, yeah, it's you go into all different establishments and you'll see that the signs say strongly recommend. And it's not, again, a requirement that you can wear a mask, but out of the respect for folks who still don't want to, again, catch it, still be safe, you know, wear your mask, do what you need to end up doing to, Stay protected. Now, the last one I got for y'all, and then we're going to move forward. The topic for today, I have to talk about it because I said it earlier. So we got to gotta at least get a little bit of knowing what's going on with it. But because of not only being here in the pandemic still, but at the same time, the war going on in Russia, between Russia and Ukraine, the U.S. economy is having such a big hit and this headline an article comes from cnn business and the headline reads u.s economy flashes a recession warning sign so and what a recession is y'all know what happens during a recession there's a lot of money changing drops and the availability for stuff as well as its cost of living goes up. There's a number of things that happen. Inflation, recession, etc. But let's go ahead and let's read this article. So, New York, CNN Business. Surging oil and gas prices have raised recession alarm bells around the world. But another economic indicator is showing to showing starting to look ominous. The yield curve is flattening. Wall Street closely watches the difference are spread between long-term government bond yields, mostly notably the two-year treasury and long-term bond rates like the 10-year treasury. As the spread diminishes, investors worry that the yield curve could eventually invert, meaning that the short-term rates will be higher than the long-term yields. 
as of Friday, the difference was just point zero point twenty five percent with the ten year and around two percent with the two year or and around two percent and the two year yielding one point seventy five percent. The gap widened a bit Monday as the ten year rose to two point one percent and the two year yield was up about one point eight two, making the spread zero point two percent i know all those numbers is like okay what does this have to really be doing anything it's very technical it's just very technical um speech and talk when it comes to the yield curve again within the economy and the stock market so i'll say this let's get here an inverted curve has often been a potential recession signal when this is the smaller headline is often occurs before recessions. An inverted yield curve often occurs before recessions. The yield curve inver inverted in 2019 before the 2020 COVID-induced recession. It also did so in 2007 before the 2008 global financial crisis slash the Great Recession. And it inverted in early 2000 right before the dot-com slash tech stock meltdown. U.S. Labor's Secretary Marty Walsh told CNN's Poppy Harlow that the re a recession is a real likelihood, but he added that we have a very strong economy and noted that the job market in particular is healthy. When investors want high rates for short-term bonds is an indication that bondholders are nervous. Typically, rates for long-term bonds are higher because you have to wait longer to get paid back. So, how worried should investors be that the yield curve might invert? Some argue that the only reason it's happening is because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the resulting spike in commodity prices. The rise of a recession are building, but not necessarily immediate, unless the global geopolitics dramatically deteriorate from its delicate starting point. Jim Reed, a strategist from I'm not going to even say, I don't even know the bank, but D-E-U-T-S-C-H-E Bank said in a report, the Federal Reserve, which is widely expected to raise interest rates later this week, may be careful not to raise rates so aggressively that the short-term yields increase even further and wind up flipping the yield curve. Again, that could cause a slowdown in the job market, and the Fed is supposed to keep an eye on unemployment rates as well as inflation. I'm not going to say more into this, y'all. There is a lot more here, but again, this article is from CNN Business, and the headline reads, U.S. economy flashes recession warning sign. Because right now, you already know Russia's going through it with all the sanctions, but again, when people go to war... Usually, if it's really long and drawn out, a lot of economies do suffer. So we are seeing those effects. And on top of that, the effects of the job market and how healthy that is also plays a part into it, as well as if there's printing of more money. There's many indicators that lets us know about how an economy is doing and thriving. The overall GDP but again, I won't go too further into it, but I just wanted to share that news with y'all. But that has been the what's the word, y'all. 
segment with the news. And now let's go ahead and we're going to move to the main topic for today's podcast, which is the value of relationships. Now, as y'all are thinking about the value of relationships, I want you to take a second to think about your current relationships that you are in right now, whether if it is with a significant other, whether whether it's with family members, friends, the whole spectrum of relationships and think to yourself, you know, how how well are these relationships going right now? What is something that I need to take into account, pay attention and keep an eye on? Because when we talk about or when I say the value of relationships, the main thing I want to at least put out there before we get into it a little bit more and, and I talk about relationships is without relationships or that relation and being connected to someone, a group, people, family, all of those things, you're an unable it is a very, 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 very low possibility of you to be able to thrive. Because we can all say again, oh, you know, you want to say you're self-made and you've done all of this on your own, knowing the fact that when you were born, you was not born alone. You had your family, you had your, your two, the two people that made you. And if you didn't, two people made you. You were supported for such a good span of your life, rather, I mean, almost all the way up until 18, unless you left the house early or, again, your certain situation, you were foster care, you know, hopefully not on the streets, wherever it ended up being. But you were supported by people in some way, shape, and form. And being able to relate to someone, something, and be connected helps to grow your overall relationship skills and your ability to relate. Now, so I can get more deeper into the relationships and what relationships bring, what value they have for you, for anyone. We got to look at the definition at least so y'all can have that. So, most of us, we know what value is, you know, something that holds some type of either it can be monetary, personal and, you know, grand, you know, feeling value. I can't use the word value, but it's near and dear and it it's worth something. It has worth. That's value. Now, relationship in particular, I'm getting this from Webster's Dictionary. Shouts out to the fam, Chris. Because Webster's Dictionary is her go-to, so we're going to do it. Now, the definitions they have here for relationship. The first one is it's a noun, and it is the state of being related or interrelated. The second definition, the relation connecting or binding participants in a relationship, such as an example would be a kinship as well as any other specific type of kinship. Third definition 
is a state of affairs existing between those having relations or dealings and also a romantic or passionate attachment. Now, some other synonyms or words that are similar to it. We have an affinity, association, bearing, connection, kinship, um, liaison, linkage and relation. So with reading the definition, okay, now where are we going to take this? Well, when we speak about the value of a relationship, first thing I want to bring into attention is, of course, I'm I'm a person who loves words. I'm going to keep saying it each and every time something like this pops up. And the word relationship in itself is two words. You have relation and ship. And when you think about it, the only way for you to be in a relationship with someone whether it's a friend, all those other different examples we can give. There has to be that point of one connection and two, the word itself relation. You have to be able to relate to that person or relate to the thing that you are doing. If you do not have that type of relation. Then. It's more of, you can say, an acquaintance or it's more of a just here and there but it's not a relationship there is nothing that you are connected with with that person that activity or that thing so there's no type of relationship that's there and then of course the second half is the ship ship being it's a mode of transport a way for you to again sail we talk about ships they sail and they move and that's how relationships are just yeah how relationships move is that it's not always going to be slow and steady. There's going to be storms. There's going to be, you know, healthy days or good days, sunny days, rainy days. But you have to keep pushing and keep on traveling. And as you're on that boat, on that ship, you're finding ways, again, to connect with your with each other, relate to each other, whether if it's same interest, whether if it is looking towards building a future with a significant other or maintaining that's another thing is maintaining is like wanting to do that so first thing is just knowing that the word in itself gives you that it's something that you have in connection or relation to the person or activity or thing and the ship is the motion of it's constantly moving. It means that there has to be constant growth and constant, you know, check-ins with it. It's not something that just sits there forever and ever and ever and doesn't have to be um, tended to or pay any attention to it. Because again, just like the seasons change, the world changes, we all ultimately change. As we continue to have life experiences as continue and as life continues to move forward, so does our relationships because they continue to sell. Now, the second thing I wanted to talk about when we speak on the value of relationships is the importance of different types of relationships and how they those relationships can impact either your overall well-being impact your perspective 
your mental, physical, spiritual, all of those. And I wanted to list and just speak on a few of those types of relationships in all various forms so that we can at least get a glimpse of what these different types of relationships are. So the first one I'm going to go over here and I'll link some of this stuff too. Cause again, I just, I just do a quick search and whatever catches my eye, I like to share. So this comes from well, well, a uh, very well mind.com. And it says six types of relationships and their effects on your life. Now I'm just going to name those relationships because then there's a few more in here there's basic types but i'm not going to go in and give their extra notes on each one and how they affect your life but i just want to put them out there and we will well i'll put that out there what i get from when i hear these relationships so the first one that they have here on the chart that they got or picture it says platonic which is a close friend without sex Romantic, feelings of love and attraction through intimacy, commitment, or infatuation. Codependent, an imbalanced relationship where one partner typically takes care of the other. Another one, casual, often involves sex without commitment. Open, a, cons a consensual, non-monogamous relationship where both partners sleep with other people. And then another one they have is toxic, an unhealthy relationship that harms you emotionally, physically, or psychologically. But those are more, I'll say more, I'm not gonna say more intimate types of relationships, but here are some of the basic relationships that um, can also fall in those categories, of course. One being family relationships. Two, friendships. Another one, acquaintances, which I did speak about earlier. It is part of a type of relationship, but not having the ship at the end you get what i mean another one again um, romantic relationships sexual relationships work relationships and situational relationships which the word is coined situationships so they say these different forms of relationships can vary a great deal in terms of closeness and there are also different subtypes of relationships within each of these basic ones some of the different kinds of relationships that you might experience at some point in your life include, and then like I said earlier, those other ones that they did they did note with the platonic, the romantic, the codependent, the casual, the open, and the toxic um, relationships. Now, again, there's more that you can do as well as one of the other two that I wanna add in there too is besides with the work but the professional relationships that you have and then also relationship with yourself which to me that's the next point i want to speak on of how important it is to have that because we did get to talk about in the second episode we talked about the practice of self-care and knowing that being able to take care of yourself being able to have a relationship with yourself comes first because if you do not know how to take care of self or be able to have a relationship with yourself how are you going to be able to kindle and maintain and strengthen relationships with others outside of yourself? Because it all all the work starts at home. It starts at home, not only from, of course, when you're younger and seeing your parents, grandparents or any type of caretakers show 
love and how relationships look and how to connect with other people, but showing you how to connect and and love yourself. So to me, one of the most important relationships you can have is a relationship with yourself, knowing yourself from the inside out and continuing to learn yourself each and every day. Because again, as time passes on, as we continue to change and have different experiences, our thought processes change, our physical body changes. So many different variables come in and out of our lives that we have to take back, sit back for a minute and really start to think about, you know, how much we have changed and how much we've been influenced. And are we still the same person that we were eight months ago, two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, etc. And be able to see that growth and again, come to love yourself and have that relationship with self so that all these other relationships outside of yourself can thrive or for some people be non-existent now the other relationship that i wanted to touch on because it's very notable right now and for me i see it being very problematic is there's two different ones the first one for sure is the codependent type of relationship which i got to speak on at or we i got to speak on it with another set of cast shouts out to the random thoughts podcast or i should say the random thoughts talk series over on instagram if y'all know we do that on sundays every sunday 3 p.m eastern standard time 12 p.m pacific standard time if you want to go check that on instagram you i'll link all of that stuff later as well too but in that we were talking about different types of relationships and specifically it was around unhealthy relationships and the reason why i want to talk about the codependent type of relationship is because again in it in here it says like i said an imbalanced relationship where one partner typically takes care of the takes care of the other one now in a codependent relationship that imbalance creates and can change and can end up going into this next relationship which is a toxic relationship and I wanted to bring these two up, especially the toxic relationships, because right now that's something that is seen within the modern day dating arena is toxic relationships is where it's at. There's so much passion. There's so much excitement. You don't know what's going to happen. And since it's so easy to hurt someone within that relationship to feel better, that's how that cycle continues to grow because again if we don't address how to have a relationship with ourselves and you already start off seeing a lot of dysfunction within your life within your family structure within how you interact with people and you carry that on to in a relationship with someone and you two basically continue to exacerbate or make that type of relationship and those behaviors continue you create this cycle that then follows you generations and generations to come and i see that prob being problematic because that's becoming the norm in the in the quote-unquote standard again 
I'm not the end all be all when it comes to this. This is just my observation. And from what I'm seeing, especially again, through behaviors between men, women and across the whole spectrum and board. But specifically in my case, from between men and women. And this this type of relationship, the toxic relationship, the codependent moving into a toxic relationship or it can just already be a setting there is it starts to show you the ugly side of relationships and how that it doesn't bring much of a value only the more so pleasurable value and that's all that it is just only the quick fix i need this now and to feel that you're quote unquote alive all of your senses and things are heightened but in a sense of not being addressed and not growing in a healthy way so it's it's very important again to be mindful that when going through all these different types of relationships or interpersonal relationships that you have with with people is being able to address those things and see those red flags and see those signs because in some cases when you think when you start thinking about of course the value of that relationship that really shows little to no type of um value like i said only for the pleasurable part and when you try to create other connections outside of that those behaviors and those ways that you know how to relate to someone end up being in a negative way and for someone who has not experienced anything like that there is no type of connection that is to be made there so then that also in other in some people's minds can create the feeling of not only I'm going to say entitlement but also a feeling of well, then that means you just can't handle this. You can't handle me or you don't understand me and you'll be feeling misunderstood and you feel left out because of the fact that no one is able to connect to you in that way because this is how you form relationships. Now, on the opposite side of that, all the many other types of relationships, the value that is brought in relationships in general are a plethora of many but the few of course they have an impact on on you emotionally they have an impact on you physically they have a impact on you cognitively as well as they provide some of those basic needs you know the needing not only to be connected some of those relationships that you're in help with you know food shelter water you know of course it has sexes on the other ones on there again that's more of a between you and another person that you're seeing intimately in that way but a lot of relationships hit on some of the basic needs that we need as human beings and as people so without relationships it's very hard and difficult to grow grow i'm gonna say it again grow and be able to connect 
to others as well as connect to a the higher sense of yourself. Yes, I always talk about yes, wanting to, you know, be better and improve and, you know, be the the greatest or a better version of yourself day by day, week step as we looking for our pace or patience, awareness, consistency, and empathy. But for those folks who find this difficult and hard and it's easier to take the easy way out and just coast through life, not improving and wanting to do anything, this is going to make it a very difficult situation for you. Because again, at the end of the day, life is what you make it. And if you want it to be easy, just like how a farmer has to grow food, you have to put some work behind that. You got to put time into these things. So it's the same thing with relationships. You got to put time. You have to put effort. It's not a one-way street. It's not, okay, this person is going to be the one that's always calling me and always checking up on me. And if they don't do that, there's something wrong with them. Again, that's a red flag. That's something that needs to be addressed, that needs to be seen. And there's some relationships that you have there that that's the case. And that's why you must vet and you must also review those and wonder what were wrong, what happened. Because, again, a part of that connection is the communicative piece, being able to communicate those things. That's how you continue to maintain, strengthen or grow a relationship to a point where I've said it before. You can go months, years without being able to talk with a person, but wherever you left it off from that previous conversation or that previous interaction Y'all connect back down the line again and it's as if nothing has changed. It's like if y'all just recently talked two days ago, a day ago, and it's been so long. And a part of that is the communication and that type of relationship. Y'all had a clear consensus of what the relationship was, what it's about, and how you continue to push forward with that knowing that again y'all wouldn't be able to see each other for such of a long time or your family members the same thing they live in different areas in the world and you know you don't periodically get to always check in with them but it's such a strong bond it's such a strong connection that you know when you do reach out it just heightens and grows even further now that maintaining of those relationships like i said if you notice that it's very one-sided, that's something that needed to address. If not, you notice that, again, all of these relationships can change. It's seasonal. It's dependent on the progression of it because how you relate. And over time, you may not relate with the person as much as you did before because of that growing was going on. And on that ver proverbial ship that we're speaking about in relation to that, you can be on the main deck and the other person's probably still down in the barracks and you try to make your way down to the barracks to get the person to come up outside on the main deck and they decide that they don't want to do that and when that happens you want to you know check in with that and know okay well what is your what is your reasoning to why you want to still stay here and why share my reasonings of why i'm up on the deck and again there's no quote unquote, right or wrong on both parts. There's no right or wrong. It's just that's where you are at the moment in time. And that's where the other person is at the moment in time or the family member or the friend or 
your significant other. But it's important that you look at that because at the end of the day, like I said, the value within a relationship is not only what can be helped to improve on you, but at the same time, it is not an exchange where if I do this for you, you do this for me. It's more of a communion. It's more of a reciprocated. Again, it's the two-way street. You hear, I listen, I respond. You hear and listen, then you respond. And it's that synergy. It's that currency that it continues to go back and forth, back and forth. Like it's a tennis match. Like like any example of just a back and forth of a flow, like the tidal wave, or just, again, the flow of how life moves. And once you get that core thing down within a relationship and y'all have that con- that connection there, Iron sharpens iron, steel sharpens steel. All the wise sayings you can say about a relationship and how that can improve on you can. And as well as, like I said earlier, with the codependent, toxic, all the other types of relationships. It can also go astray when you don't do the maintaining and the upkeep of that and you subtract from that because again with a relationship most of us like i said you want to start with having a strong relationship with yourself and when you're able to do that other relationships outside of that when you bring the joy to yourself and you have a lot of the fulfillment for yourself there are additions to that because again they help to heighten you while at the same time you're helping to heighten them as well you bring value in that sense so the value of relationships, to me, is very important because without relationships, it's hard for you to make a living. It's hard for you to continue to thrive and move forward in this life. It can be done. But again, as a human being, as a human species, as just persons and individuals, we thrive in groups. We thrive in quote unquote tribes, communities. That's why bringing the the common things that we know together and creating a unity. Yes, I like breaking words down. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. I like breaking words down because it's important to know the roots of all of this stuff and to apply it so then you know how important it is and why it is stressed. So, again, from my perspective... Relationships are very valuable on both sides of the spectrum, whether if it is something that's very toxic, that's a lesson for you to learn, as well as there's something that's very uplifting and, you know, very meaningful that it just spans past or across a lifetime that you tell stories about when you get older and you're able to show and share that so that it moves on to the next generations because that's where you want to create these cycles to continue on so that you can share this with future generations so they can know and have a play-by-play, a book, some tradition of how relationships were, how they look, and even with the changing of the social fabric each and every generations and times that there's those core values 
and those core identities of what a relationship is and what it looks like. So it's all up to you how you want to value relationships and just know that as much energy and effort that you put into relationship and you see that being returned, just know that you're you're at where you're at with your friends, your family, loved ones, and all the different types of relationships you can have with people. But with that, y'all, that's been my spiel about the values of relationships. I mean, there's more to talk about. I'm not going to keep rambling, knowing more and more about it. But again, if you want to look into some of this stuff, too, it's always an easy, quick Google search. But I use verywellmind.com. And I mean, it's the six types of relationships and their effects on your life. Again, I will link a lot of this stuff so you can have it after. So think about that. Now, before I close out the show and do a wrap up, I want, again, to leave y'all with a question for y'all to ponder on and to think about as you are moving forward with this work week, this work strength, and just so that you can tap in a little bit more. Now, the question I have y'all for the segment of, so tell me this. So tell me this. Can you name one person you value? And if you can, tell me why you value them. So as y'all are going through this week, through this strength, keep that in mind. Can you name one person that you value? And then, and tell yourself why you value that person. And if you haven't spoken to that person, or even spoken to persons that may be popping into your head if that person's also yourself or again family member loved one whoever it is take this time to reach out to them take this time to let them know it could be a small text it can be a call randomly even if they missed the call leave a voicemail go over and visit if possible but again to help them manage you know the relationships if they're important to you if you value them and again, you'll see the the fruits of that labor from the relationship on both sides, if it's valued, that, you know, there's care, there's love, and, you know, there's so much that they have done, not only for you, but it's what they mean to you. And if you're able to share that with them, if I would tell you for sure, they definitely will value that. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be loved. We all want to be heard. We all want to connect. And we all want to feel that we are having some type of purpose and impact on someone and something out there. So again, so tell me this. Can you name one person you value? And tell yourself why you value them. You can even tell them yourself why you value them. But again, take that question with you. Think about it as you continue to do this strength this week and push forward with your pace and all of your goals that you are making a stride towards. Now, to wrap up, y'all, again, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for the support. There's so much 
appreciate it. Even if I say it over and over, just know that your time, your ears, you listening, it's very well appreciated. Now, when it comes to knowing what's the word and what's happening around you, it's important for a number of reasons. But the main reason is to make sure that you have a plan to be able to support yourself so that, again, starts with self, so that you can be able to share this information to support your friends, your family members, and all of those that are around you. So when something goes down, y'all are ready and good to go, even if it's unexpected. And just to have that knowledge of knowing what's happening around you, that spatial awareness. Second, when it comes to valuing relationships, it's all up to you and how much effort and work you put into what you would call and value a relationship. Again, whether if it's a romantic, whether if it's a family, whether it's friends, whether if it's an open, whether if it's un- it can be unfortunate, top, you know, toxic, codependent, you know, professional, all these different types of relationships. And see not only what you have and how it adds to you, but also how you're adding to the other person, your family, the group, all of those different things. And know that ultimately it is up to you to determine whether if you're going to maintain a relationship, going to end a relationship, you're going to continue to grow a relationship, or in general, you're done with any type of relationships. It's all up to you. So take all of this, think about it, and again, thank y'all for coming through for the fourth episode of the Pace Podcast, Patience, Awareness, Consistency, and Empathy. I have been your host, Avis. And again, don't forget to keep your pace. Patience, awareness, consistency, and empathy. Peace, love, balance, and pace. Patience and awareness. Consistency is searching deep inside. Feel that empathy, so you gotta keep your pace. Gotta keep your pace. Moving and dodging all of these lies. Running head forward here in this race. Family, keep your pace. Friends, keep your pace. Around the whole globe, my people, keep your pace. Patience, awareness, consistency, and empathy. The model made simply. Now go keep living peace.